0: Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. My name is Mike Chisholm, I'm your host today. Uh, As always, I'm excited to be doing this. It's so much fun getting to sit down and talk to people, uh, listen to their points of view, discuss things, hash things around, I love that. Um, I love everything that this this He Changed It cause or or community that is rapidly growing um, is all about. I'm very excited for the changes in the company. I'm very excited for my role in the company in that I don't really have a role other than to host this thing. Uh, but uh, my girl and her team of, of, of folks are are doing all sorts of fun stuff with He Changed It this week. I know uh, here's some highlights. Um, Canadian Mental Health uh, Society, I guess it is, uh, is, is going to be doing some content for He Changed It and there's going to be some cool stuff brought in there. Um, some stuff with a, a major junior hockey league is, is, is happening. All sorts of very cool things in the world of He Changed It, I'm so excited to be a part of this. the, the, the I love conversation, I love discourse, I love going through things, and I love hearing perspectives from all sorts of different people. I also love relationships, and that brings me to who our guest is today. Um, this is a guy that I've had a relationship with for, I don't know, it's like three years, maybe even a little bit longer, probably is even a little bit longer than I think about it, uh, but I've never actually met him in the flesh. I've never actually spoken to him before. See, I will, uh, I'll elaborate. Today's guest is a gentleman that is a a, a childhood friend of a good friend of mine, and um, we all started playing a a mobile game together. We all started playing a Star Wars mobile game, and uh, me and my friend were playing it, and he went and recruited a couple of other friends. One of those friends um, and his brother, they kind of jammed out, but... Um, this other guy, he stayed in it and this is one of those games where we actually have a guild and you get together with a whole bunch of different mobile players and you and you do things together and you play together. Well, this guy has joined this Star Wars guild that I'm in and he and I have gotten to know each other through that, but we've never actually met before. And so now, and I don't get me wrong, I know what he's all about and I'm very excited about the topics that we can get into today, but Danny Gordon and I have, uh, have interacted for a long time. We've even worked worked together uh, in a fashion for a long time in the form of a video game but we've never actually met until today. Danny Gordon nice to meet you in the uh, virtual flesh man. Yeah
1: uh, like you said it's been an interesting relationship that we've had so far even though like you said never actually met but um, yeah man it's it's an honor I'm, I'm pumped to be here thank you.
0: I'm pumped to have you here. Now, now let's do a little bit more of an intro. Now that we've kind of let the cat out of the bag as to what's going on today, um, Danny. No, I'm going to ask you. The first thing I'm going to ask you is why you why you dig. He changed it so much, but I'll give a little bit of background. Um, Danny has, I believe it's a, I believe it's a degree in uh, kinesiology, but has gone down the fitness ro- road, uh, personal trainer, that kind of a thing. And um, I know that he has a lot of uh, opinions and, um, and insights into the world of fitness, of course, uh, in the world of he changed it in the discovery of what men want, why this app even exists in the first place. Fitness is a, is a huge part. That's a, what, what, what they call in the business, a pain point. It's one of those problems that need to be solved and, 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 and can be worked on. And so fitness is of course, um, going to be a major, major component of the, he changed it world as it grows. And, and Danny, when he first saw, he changed it, you know, as, because of friends and family are usually the first people that see these types of things had some very cool opinions when it came to the world of fitness we're going to talk a lot about that today I, am i correct danny do you have a is it a degree in kinesiology
1: yep it's a bachelor's of kinesiology um i also hold the the uh, the certification if you will of a practicing kinesiologist because that's an extra step past getting your degree right um but yes i am a, a professional training coach, if you will, slash kinesiologist, but I call myself a coach first because that's what I feel like I do best in this industry.
0: I got you. And you've got a podcast and you're, and, and you're young, you're a young entrepreneur. Um, also, and I mean, I, I don't mean to, it's so funny how we start with our occupations and our backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. Fuck that. You're, you're, uh, just become a father five, six months ago, something like that.
1: Yeah, Sam has uh, just rolled over seven months. Sam, where did that name come from? Honestly, it was like top three for a while. And then we just, my wife delivered and I looked at him and I was like, he's a Samuel. We're going with it.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, how has how is becoming a dad? And you're you're uh mid to late twenties, right?
1: I'm actually 30. You're 30 um, years
0: old, just become a dad, I, I'll getting take out it. in the world in the in the sense of actually taking your schooling out for a spin, all sorts of crazy stuff in that uh, adventure of life. How is it being a dad for the first time? In a
1: word, it is wild. Um <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I can't even like put my finger on it other than like adaptation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my life has been flipped upside down uh, multiple times in the span of a few months. Um, as is my relationship, my career, the whole, whole kit and caboodle. So um, it's incredible. Uh, I've learned a ton already about myself, but also just about like being a father. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's just been it's been an adventure and I'm still still learning the ropes and still going through the the slog of it.
0: Oh, it's, it's, I'll tell you this. Let me, let me shortcut to the end. That's lifelong. My friend, Absolutely. That's never that, that ain't never going to stop for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's so cool. And congratulations. And I'm so happy for you guys. That's just, uh, it's an amazing thing now. Now, um, Talk a little, you know what? We didn't script any of this beforehand going forward, but, but at the end of the day, we've got guys who are listening to this that might be, uh, you know, pre-kids or thinking about it. We had a guest on not too long ago where he was talking about, oh, I didn't know if I was ready to be a father. Um, at the end of the day, there is no really ideal time to say, okay, let's plan this. Let's make this happen. Is there, it's, it's, it's almost better just to jump in with both feet, isn't it?
1: Pretty much. And I would say that's the case with everything. Um, honestly like there's no better time than today in some cases maybe not having kids but like <laughs> obviously have some thought before you go into that one but still like once you've made that decision yeah you go you go two feet in and you just live with your decisions <laughs> yeah i
0: feel yeah. um now, when 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 my wife um, started building, he changed it, and 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 the word kind of got out to our immediate circle. You were one of those guys that kind of raised his hand first and said, "Oh, I really see the vision of this." And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, it, the impression you gave is that you saw the vision of it and you kind of um, really understood the need. Um, what is it that you like about he changed it so much?
1: Partially, it's the language around it. So you you have the five fitnesses, if I am correct. Yep. Um, and I obviously love the word fitness, because it's not just my career, but it's also it's a it's a phrase or term used for developing something, you're developing your skill, you're using something or using your skills to then get better at it. Right. And so I love that idea. Um, But as well, like it's bringing in like tools and resources and skills, habits, all the things that I'm into, into one place as a resource for people to then utilize um, for their situations. And that's what it comes down to.
0: I gotcha. Uh, well, I appreciate that very much. And, and, and um, anybody who, who has reached out to, uh, to the team and, uh, and given even just encouraging words um, towards what, uh, what the team is doing with He Changed It, it's so appreciated. Every time that happens, it's really appreciated. Danny actually took one step further and he started looking at some of the fitness things and, and, and his mind started kind of going right away and, 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 and thinking about some of these resources that we can set up for men Fitness being one of them, and at the end of the day, you know, Danny, it's funny when when the team was doing their discovery as to uh, what kind of problems there are to solve, what he changed it could help with. They identified a few of the pain points that men are going through, and number one was actually body image. Now, a lot of people, when we say that that is a, a the number one pain point for men is body image, um, in in some circles, you know, I'm not I'm not excluding other things, but um, but it is a high high priority. Many people are surprised by that. Are you one of those people?
1: No. um, And I have struggled with this as well. Um, Going from being a relatively fit individual through high school before that and beyond, because I was a junior junior road cyclist i was racing twice a week i was riding my bike to and from work which was like a 22k ride okay i got super lean super fit and i could ride my bike for hours and hours and hours the following summer or sorry the following winter i went from about a race weight of like 150 155 yep to 185 pounds which in the span of like three to four months is not good um and in that culture, in the cycling industry, that's kind of like you just sort of put on winter weight because, you know, spinning on your trainer in the, in the basement or whatever, just isn't as fun. So you don't ride as often. You're not burning calories and most cycling folk aren't really gym people either. So you're not really doing a ton of other extra fitness. Right. And so at so you that get time, out of the groove. totally easily. And, and it's cold and dark and gross and whatever. Um, Compounding that with eating very, very terrible food because I was a cyclist. I was a teenage athlete. I ate fast food. I ate all the bad stuff because it was easy. It was right next to work. And yep. just that was what I went for. So, not a big surprise why I put on a bunch of weight. But that following spring, it was like a slug fest to even get down to 175. And so, from then, it just sort of transitioned into it just escalated and escalated as I grew older. So I've definitely had a, a struggle fest with the, uh, the body image side of things.
0: So for you, was it was it the um, inability to perform as well as you had been? Uh, either, you know, if you're if you're uh, doing the, the long rides, a time perspective or, or it's harder to get to work or was it the actual I don't like the way my body's looking.
1: All of the above. Um, I, I noticed the, the performance aspect first um, and then really started to like kind of dive deeper on it. And then, you know, you sort of look in the mirror most mornings and be like, oh, that's a little it's a little softer than it used to be. Um, I, don't, I don't really like
0: that. <laughs> yep. And yeah, and uh, you know, for a lot of guys, um, you know, it leads it it leads down a path. It leads down a path that actually can be a dangerous path. It, it self worth can get wrapped up in there, comparisons, things like that, um, and it can actually uh, lead to mental health stuff too. You ever uh, experience any of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I could go one of a a number of different ways there, but yeah, you definitely um, notice things, especially in my case specifically, like I then started to go to university. So I just wasn't as active. I didn't have the, the intentional exercises built into my daily routine. And so I put on a good amount of weight to the point where I was like creeping around 200 pounds pretty consistently. And still not able to do that many pushups, right? Like I didn't have anything to really justify why I was that heavy. right? Um, And coming from the cycling world, like that was, that was a big, big no, no, if you will. Um, And so like, oh, am I, do I belong in this crew now? Like, do I just like give up and become a gym rat? Like just like silly stuff like that. Well, quote unquote, silly stuff that went through my head, but real people go through those, those things as well. But it did get wrapped up into, well, if I'm going into this, this world of kinesiology, um, I should look the part. And that's been a continual struggle, even to this day, to a certain extent, because I'm not the typical like shredded dude. That's, you know, 200 pounds and just jacked. That's not me.
0: Right. Is that what people expect? Or is that your expectation or idea of what people expect?
1: a bit of both because if you're thinking about a person walking into a fitness facility and they're like okay I'm, I want to get in shape or fitter or better at lifting weights or whatever their goal is they walk into a facility and they see somebody who's you know 200 pounds and a little soft um, they're not super pumped about like do you actually like do you actually walk the walk are you are you the the person that I'm gonna come to or am I gonna go to the guy down the road that looks like he's you know, training six hours a day. Right. Um, And then on top of that, like in the fitness industry as coaches, we are, there's an element of like, yeah, you got to look like you lift weights and you got to be fitter than a majority of your clients. If you're training, you know, professional athletes, that's actually like
0: you're trained that way. That's, that's in your, in your schooling.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say schooling, but definitely in like the coaching realm or the people that are the professionals in this industry and i'm talking like the good ones not just the social media monsters that are out there with their shirts off right
0: yeah those guys those guys man they uh i can remember in my in my 20s and 30s there was a product on the market called it's called hydroxycut i think oh yeah and the um the the, the the guy they, they would always marry the product to the image of the person selling the product and I mean for me and my body type like I look at that and I just go oh man you know unobtainable I I would think but at the same time it just was it, it would bring these visions of uh, of, of, of inadequacy that, uh, that made me feel like it was just something that a goal that just couldn't be reached. And, and I mean, you know, that's, that's on a page there. Um, so, so I just think about body image and I think about what men go through when it comes to that. Typically women are thought of to be the ones who are focused so much on that. Cause they talk about it. You think about the fashion industry and all that for guys, it's kind of a more quiet thing, isn't it?
1: Oh for sure because it's because it is sort of that stereotypical female oriented thing that in you bring it up with your buddy and it's like ah oh, i'm just you know stopping drinking beer and i'll be fine or whatever like it they right. sort of spin it to be more macho than it is already and so like it's just sort of that surface level stuff that's like oh we don't need to talk about that <laughs> which i think is silly but you know everybody goes through it
0: Sure. And I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that you think it's silly. I think that's, uh, that just shows that, that, that you've got some uh, awareness of, of where your mental health is. I, I, I hope my goal is that all guys eventually will think that it's silly not to talk about something. And I, I think that that's where um, we all have a role. I think you as a coach, I think we, as what we're doing here with, he changed it. All of that is, is, is getting rid of that stigma that it is, you know what, it is okay to talk about this stuff. It really is
1: a hundred percent. And, um, sort of the, the, like you're saying to piggyback off of the, the feeling of inadequacy. Um, I would even say on the professional side, a feeling of like imposter syndrome, like, do I actually belong here unless I look like that, which I think is complete trash because you, And I've experienced this myself, gone through this process of like, no, I have something to contribute. I can help impact this person's life with the conversations and the vulnerability that I have because of my own self-discovery and awareness and all this other stuff. I can help this person get through this or at least like help walk with them beside them, not in front of them or behind them. Mm -hmm. I can walk with them so that they can go through this process. And it doesn't actually, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I look like. It matters if I can get them there.
0: Yes. When you started your schooling um did you move into kinesiology right away and i guess the other part is what the hell is kinesiology it's a word that just (laughs) seems to be such a buzzword now and then did you also did you know you wanted to be a coach at that point or was it going through the journey that kind of revealed to you oh wait yeah this is the phase of my life that i think is going to enrich me if i move down this path when it comes to what i'm learning
1: right so i took a gap year uh from high school i worked at the bike shop that i was racing for yep and did that for a year and that was sort of the game plan i wanted to experience the workforce so that it was sort of a an ass kicker to get back into the education system right um to improve my life in some way and it was all on me my mom was like i've got no money for you so if you want to do it it's on your dime and i was like okay i gotta want it then and so um I didn't really know where to start. So I went and saw a guidance counselor and I was like, yeah, I was talking to friends and they talked about this program, this program. And she's like, you know what? You sound like you want to be over here in human kinetics, which is what it was called at that institution. Um, it was a two-year diploma and, uh, that would then lead into kinesiology as a degree and so on and so forth. And so if you think of human kinetics and kinesiology, you're talking the same thing, And okay. which is the study of human movement period. Um, and so, in and you can, that is a very wide ranging definition because that can go into biomechanics, that can go into exercise science, that can go into a clinical setting where you're.
0: What about dance? Done.
1: That's movement. Ab- absolutely. Totally. Yeah. You could be a dance instructor. You don't necessarily need to be a kinesiologist to be a dance <laughs> instructor, but it would help. Right. Um, and so it's sort of uh, carried on from there. I just, I was learning practical things on a day-to-day basis that was like around sleep and health and fitness, nutrition, all the stuff. And so I was like, even if I don't graduate with this and turn this into a career, I'm learning stuff that I'm going to carry with me. So I stuck with it.
0: Right. Um, I,
1: uh, sorry uh, to I, cut you off. Oh,
0: no, 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 you go ahead. You keep going. I've, I've, so, I've got something formulating, but I'll ask in a minute. N-
1: no worries. So just to answer the final question of, yeah. did I know that I wanted to be a coach? And the answer is no. Um, I, I thought that I would be honestly, I thought actually, no, that to, let me, let me clarify. I thought I was going to be a cycling coach. That was the, that's where I was going to go. And then I realized that unless you were born into it more or less, or in Europe, um, you had no shot. And so I was like, well, I'm not in Europe, so I'm mm. probably going to need to revamp this, this dream idea. But I, I mean, I was like, 18, was that so. hard for you? No, honestly. Because um, it, it was kind of a, a dream that I was like, oh, it would be so cool if, but I didn't really put any action into it. I gotcha. Um,
0: There's a clue right there, isn't there?
1: A hundred percent. And so I uh, I didn't know that I wanted to be a coach in this facet, but I, I knew I always wanted to help people in whatever facility or, or whatever that looked like. I knew that's that was the objective.
0: So you knew you liked to help people. You were studying movement. Um, and, and I mean, let's face it, what you were studying really did have to do with a fitness uh, slant of things. Right. Even at that point, um, I listened to Joe Rogan and incidentally, just so you know, we're, this podcast is on the same network as Joe Rogan. So, you know, we got that going for us. Um, the, uh, I listened to Joe Rogan and he talks a lot about, um, these like kettlebells or using maces or, or some of these other, uh, um, tools to exercise. And it's all about, um, real strength, functional strength that he talks about. Are these the types of things that you have, have you gone down this path and studied these things?
1: A hundred percent. And the functional fitness and functional strength is sort of a buzzy word now. It's ah. like, does your movement look functional for what you're doing? And so what you're doing needs to be specific. So are you just doing it for regular life? Then you need to be able to squat down to a toilet. You need to be able to bend down to pick up a thing off the ground without breaking. Um, if you're an athlete, you need to be able to do your sport well. So your training should be helping those movements that are very sport specific. Um, but also they should be building up foundations and inadequacies of whether it's like you've got a sort of a weird hip and you got to figure out how to make that hip work better Um, whether it's through rehab or some weird mobility drills whatever the case may be you need to address those things so that you can get back onto your playing surface of choice without the high risk of injury right so that's the whole idea behind like the functional side does it serve a purpose in your sport of choice
0: Okay. So I guess when somebody sits down with you and they want to build up a fitness plan, I guess you start asking a whole bunch of questions then at that point there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are the types of things that uh, our, our listeners can um, can kind of maybe throw out there as potential questions for whatever their goal might be?
1: Yeah. So I, I want to know what the goal is, what's the objective, And and we'll probably dig into that a little bit deeper just as far as like, well, why do you want that? Okay, what is that going to allow you to do? Why does that matter? And it's sort of the five why practice, if you will. Okay. Um, so you just, I want to do this. Why? Because of this. Why? Because of this. Why? Because of this. Why? So you get deeper and deeper and deeper. So you and go five why. whys deep. Absolutely.
0: So you don't be like my little granddaughter who says, why, 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 why to everything, just to whatever. Like yep. Sam's going to be for you. you. You go five deep and that gives you a fuller um, expanse of how you're actually thinking.
1: Totally. And it really gets you down into, like, gets you thinking about why that actually matters. And that builds intrinsic motivation, which is key for long term success. But that's another conversation for another time. But
0: you could do that with anything in life. Like, I think about, like, why am I married to Candy? And then I can go down that path and and really come down with some real core values as to why I love her so much. If I take that and go all the way down, you could take that five whys and you could apply it to almost anything.
1: Uh huh. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. That's little, that's one one big one big takeaway. It's it's applicable to everything. Why is this important? And carry on.
0: Do you ever have guys come up to you and say, "Okay, well, you know, um, it's uh, it's purely cosmetic. I want to look good, so uh, I got big pecs and I got big arms, and I'll attract big women or good women or whatever." Is that <laughs> is that something that guys will ever go down that path, or are most guys like? afraid to even be that that uh vulnerable about it
1: uh usually it'll take a few minutes for that egg to crack um so it'll usually show itself as like i want to lift x amount and it's like okay okay, well why then like you realize after a few sessions and a few conversations as you build rapport and relationship with them that they're like they just want to look good naked period and that's
0: They fine. don't want to bench 250. They want to look like they can bench 250.
1: Yep, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, the ability to actually bench 250 is the sort of the ego stroking aspect, but the result will be the, the byproduct of the goal.
0: <sighs> okay. And you right from the get-go want to just fucking erase that completely and get somebody down to the real authentic reason as to why they're doing what they're doing. Probably
1: not like in the first meeting of like, Hey, I'm checking out your services. Um, sure. But like but as, a coach, though, as a
0: coach, you want to get that, you want to get whoever it is that you're coaching to yeah. that place of authenticity as to why they're doing what they're doing though. That's your goal.
1: Absolutely. I want okay. to get to that as soon as possible, because that's going to give me the best ideas to like, okay, this person actually wants this and this is how we're going to get them to do it. I so you. you're sort of searching for that buy-in and that's how we get it. Finding that spot.
0: That's cool. Um, it, what's what's your natural? I mean, it's cycling obviously is a passion for you. What are the exercises that uh, that don't seem like a pain in the ass to you? What are you? What are some of the ones that you enjoy doing?
1: Oh man! Even though I'm not like a huge cyclist anymore, um, I've been more on the more on the training side, uh, strength training side. Um, things that I've always liked were more lower body dominant. So things like lunges, I always. You're the
0: guy that to, likes
1: leg day. You like oh, leg day. a 100%. Um, <laughs> but I'm also the person that's like, I don't love it that much that I like the feeling of not walking the next day. That's not what I'm about. So <laughs> not quite that die hard. Um, I hate but,
0: lunges for that very reason. And you know what?
1: Most people do. And yeah. the best part of that is that if you did lunges and pushups, you'd probably be in a better physical state. And I'm not talking to you specifically, but everybody.
0: So lunges and push-ups are that big of a um of a of a game changer if you're going to do just a couple simple exercises, those ones are 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 ones that really are are powerful.
1: Pretty much. If you've got a kitchen counter, if you've got a couch, if you've got a uh, stool. If you've got anything that you can put your hands on to like change the intensity of that push-up, yeah, you're golden. You don't need any equipment. You've got stuff around you that you can do this with. Uh, and lunges, you don't even need shoes. So like you just need like six feet of space, not even, and you can hammer a bunch out. Now, well,
0: this is the excuse that many, many people, not necessarily just men, but people have is that, you know, uh, they say, Oh, I can't actually I don't I don't have enough money for a gym membership, or I don't have enough money for the equipment or I don't have any of that. That's a bunch of bullshit, right? If you if you really want to, if you want to get some results, you can get some results without paying anything
1: totally and honestly you don't even need a pair of running shoes which is sort of the next step of like well you buy a pair of running shoes or use some old shoes and go for a run and boom you've got your workout right um but yeah you don't even need that you just need some space and you know some creativity and away you go
0: i got you um so what's your, uh, what's your take on the fitness industry today? Like you, when we talked about functional strength, you're like, oh, that's kind of a buzzword. Um, <laughs> talk a little bit about your vantage point. Like when you see what, like, I remember when, um, uh, when you saw some of the fitness things we had up and he changed it, uh, immediately you're like, Hey, I've got some ideas, some things like that. Talk to us a little bit about your point of view from your site, site, uh, site line of where the fitness industry is at and what, what is right. What's wrong. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. We don't have that much time. Um, <laughs> I think the, the key thing, and, and it's been a little bit since I've, um, looked at the app and, 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 opened that area and, and really dove deep was, um, there was just a few things that were, I think more equipment based. And I, I can't remember, I, I'm willing to be corrected there, but it was just like things that, isn't how I would program something. And that's more of just a, a, me as a person than a coach. Okay. I wouldn't program like certain exercises next to each other. And this is like really technical. This is like nitty gritty stuff that honestly doesn't matter that much. Sure. Um, but the other side of this, <laughs> one thing that, that sort of got to me was like the phrasing of, of like what this program will do for you. And of course it was the the picture of the, the ripped dude with triceps, not to say that like use an image i don't care but it was very much of the like the headline um click it's bait. the
0: hydroxy it's the box of hydroxy yeah. you yeah, take this bill you'll look like this at this guy
1: <laughs> totally yeah which that is probably one of my like top three biggest beefs with the industry is that like you can get shredded the promise that you can get shredded in in six weeks is such bullshit yeah and i think that needs to die like 10 years ago, but yep. of course it sells. But that's the, the big thing is just like, no, if you want sustainable change, you need to take it a little bit slower and not destroy yourself in three workouts this week so that you don't ever go back. Like that doesn't make any difference.
0: Because that's a thing, right? Much. Oh, you punish 100%. yourself so bad. You get there, you, you get all the, uh, the, the crap out of the way and you actually get there. And then you work out and then you realize, oh, I don't really like this because you don't work, do it properly. You do it in a way that hurts you a lot. Uh, And that's where discouragement comes in. And we, you know, we've always made that joke about the New Year's, the folks who loves going to the gym. They hate going to the gym just after New Year's because of all the resolutions. But that's okay because two weeks later, it's going to be okay again.
1: Absolutely. That's the meme, right? Like the treadmills are are all taken on January 1st, 2nd and 3rd. And then I would argue even by January 4th, 5th, like it's a ghost town again, yeah. or back to normal at the very least um, COVID notwithstanding. Sure. Um, <laughs> also even still uh-huh. some places, but anyways, um, yeah, it's definitely the sort of kill yourself. Like the shock and awe approach just doesn't work for your body for your mentality, your, your mental health, your emotional health, um, because you're just, you feel like a truck hit you. And then you're like, I don't want to do anything other than eat a tub of ice cream or like pound a bunch of wings back. Like that's not not healthy. (laughs) Right.
0: So where's the difference? What is it? What is, what is the gateway for somebody who realizes they're sick and tired of being sick and tired from a fitness standpoint? Um, and I think you can probably, I I probably am opening up a bit of a keystone for an avalanche there because at the end of the day, you get a little bit of momentum in your life that can lead to momentum in other areas of your life. And I think you could probably talk to that. What is the, um, if there's a gateway for somebody to to start taking their fitness a little bit more seriously, um, you know, you're 30, you're understanding how the biology works. I'm I'm in my mid 40s. I'm about to become 45 here in the next few months, um, you know, and, and the biology changes. At a certain point when we decide that we're sick and tired of being sick and tired, what is the gateway to move into something where we're not just those folks that do one or two exercises, put the put the shit down and say, OK, I've had enough of that?
1: Ooh, I, uh, I'm, I'm going through my mind and I'm like, OK, what's what's really the one linchpin for most people? And I, I can't answer it well. Um, okay. to be completely honest. Well, what's a couple there's... of them then? What's a few? So, I mean, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> my podcast talks about this. This is the whole premise of my my podcast, right. um, which is the four pillars of lifestyle um, that you can affect and is going to affect your health. There are other factors in your lifestyle that are business and financial uh, finances and, and other stuff. But the yep. four things that you can affect your health are... Um, fitness nutrition sleep and stress and basically if you're looking for what's the lowest common denominator or the lowest hanging fruit in each of those categories for fitness if you're doing 150 minutes of movement basically two and a half hours of movement a week you're off to a good start
0: wow see that's a lot less than a lot of people would think
1: Absolutely. Slow is sexy. And I think that's really what it comes down to.
0: Um, Slow is sexy. You heard it here first. I love that's
1: it. right. Um, for nutrition, uh, the two things you need to think about are getting your protein number, which is basically just 1.5 grams per kilogram of body mass. Just write that down quickly. Um, 1.5 grams per kilo. Remember to convert from pounds to kilo. It's 2.24. Okay. You need the conversion. Um, make sure you got your protein number, drink lots of water and eat slowly. Those three things, you've got your nutrition in point. On Why point eating slowly? Right What's that? When we eat too fast, um, we always know that person that inhales their food. Um, I'm that they guy. Will, so yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, yeah. So you're, 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 you're doing a coaching session with me right now. Gotcha. Thank you very Perfect. much. Appreciate so
1: that. when you eat too fast, um, your, your stomach needs time basically to sense how full it is and when you eat too fast you eat too much because you there's no sense of fullness until it's too late and then you've Uh, overeaten and then you feel gross bloated and disgusting um i'm talking to myself here too i'm i'm much in the same same boat as you man okay Um, but
0: if i know that i'm going to eat three pieces of pizza and that's all i'm going to eat is those three pieces that are in front of me right even though i could eat more but i eat them fast is there something chemically that uh uh, that I'm doing wrong or or whatnot like if I'm eating a set amount is it the speed does that matter
1: it it will definitely impact uh your your digestion—that's gotcha. that's going to be the key thing. So how okay. how well you digest it. Yep. Um, if you eat it and you do like the classic thing that your parents always told you to, like chew thirty plus times, like so you help digestion. It is legitimate, um, and it's also a way to prolong the amount of time that you have to eat and so on and so forth. There's a lot tied into just those two words of eat slowly, right. but that's the the gist of it. Gotcha. Um, so just again to recap on the nutrition front, if you get your protein number drink lots of water and eat slowly. You're good. Right. For sleep, you need at least seven hours. I don't care what it takes seven hours to maintain just a better sense of recovery, mental awareness, um, just your brain's ability to recover from the day and categorize thoughts and feelings and emotions and things that happen during the day. Right. Um, If you're not getting seven, you're hugely compromised period.
0: What about these guys that um, uh that sleep three, four hours a night and then they do power naps here and there? Yeah, that's it's a it's
1: a good way of getting it. However, I'm of the uh I'm in the camp that says that it's you're you're compromising elsewhere.
0: You like continuous. Continuous is the way to go. Correct. Gotcha. Um, okay.
1: Yeah, that's we could go down a, an entire like two-hour podcast on sleep alone,
0: and but, I'm sure you have these four pillars are fascinating to me, and I love this. Um, yeah. And the fourth one is stress.
1: Stress management. So stress it's management. I, I use it more so as like an awareness practice. What a mindfulness practice is is often the the other term used for it. Um, so just checking in with yourself, noticing and naming um, thoughts, feelings, and emotions when they come up, whether they're good, bad, or ugly. Um, and just the ability to down-regulate. Again, this builds into sleep. Being able to down-regulate from the day helps you fall asleep faster and better and deeper. Right. So if you're stressed, you, we've all been there. If you're stressed, you're not sleeping well most of the time. Um, and this is where sleep sort of combats that it's going to help with your stress. So there's a, an interlinking of all of these as well. Um, but yeah, if you're not practicing any sort of stress mechanisms or managing coping mechanisms, if you will, you are just burning physiological fuel, um, cortisol, glyc- glycogen, glucose the whole bit you're just burning it at an alarming rate and you're going to burn out faster period
0: have you ever heard of simon Sinek? oh yeah okay me too i'm a big simon Sinek guy and one of the books i forget which one i forget if it was leaders eat last or which one it was and it talked about the cortisol drip okay and and how um you know when that when that's happening how much of your uh perspective on life gets disrupted
1: yes I don't even need to know the book. And I a hundred percent (laughs) agree because you're just at a higher arousal state. Right. And I don't mean that in the good way. I mean that in the bad way, like your nervous system is just primed for like fight or flight, which one am I going to do? And there's very little rest and digest. And I'm pretty sure I did a podcast on the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems. Yep, Hugely important.
0: So, um, first off okay what's the name of your podcast first and foremost because we're talking about this right now and i think there are going to be people who are interested especially if you go if you do deep dives into all four of these pillars and more which is what your podcast does i know that um (laughs) what's the name of the podcast
1: it is the fitness lifestyle podcast you can find it on everything um pretty much if it's attached to apple it's on Castbox and castro a bunch of other stuff spotify i think i've even got it on google
0: um you'll be able to find it everywhere that's very cool. And uh uh say it again, the fitness the fitness lifestyle podcast. The fitness lifestyle podcast. Great name. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic that was the objective. I think that one would be taken. That's a, that sounds like it's a it's it's money right there. There um, is
1: there is one other dude. Um his name is uh I can't remember. Uh, something Kennedy it might even be Danny or Daniel I can't remember okay. um, but his is the fitness and lifestyle podcast so um, you'll see this gorgeous mug on mine you'll see a jacked uh, ripped dude in black and white on the other one
0: <laughs> all right so uh, so Danny Danny Gordon is Danny Gordon is who you're looking for that's the one Um, okay. So, you know, you talked about how these four things are linked. These four Mm -hmm. pillars are linked and and I can see that. And the one I want to kind of get to is the, um, uh, the stress stress management for a second, but I'm going to take a bit of a detour through fitness first, if you don't mind. Hit Um, so fitness, like you think about dealing with stress, right? Well, if you drink lots of water and you eat well, um, that helps you, deal with stress that gives you good fuel inside of you for dealing with it. Now let's go to fitness. You, you go for a run. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've heard people over the years say, if you get yourself emotionally compromised, go for a run, go work out, go for a swim, go for this, go for that. And you're going to feel better. And, and, and how, so I, I understand how they're all linked. Mm-hmm. What I like about your stress management though, is mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Being able to actually identify one of the, one of the themes that has continually been coming up in our podcasts is awareness. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would say, I would, I would, I would submit, uh, to the panel, whoever that panel is (laughs) that, um, um, yes, if I work out, it will help me deal with stress. But more important, though, is doing that deep dive where you're actually able to be aware and mindful. And, and you said it yourself, identify, like you actually identify what it is that you're feeling. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And fitness is a good example because you um, it, it builds into the mindfulness practice if you want it to. And again, a lot of people disengage that. Connection, um, because they just don't think it's connected. They kind of put fitness in its own silo and nutrition over here, and they don't talk to each other. But right. we all know that that's false. Um, so, on the fitness side, you can build it as a mindfulness thing because if you're think about doing uh, a bicep curl, just because this is, I mean, dudes, biceps make sense. Um, so, if you're doing a curl and you aren't thinking about where you should be feeling it, you're missing out on a huge piece. So it's not only bringing you into the present of what's happening and focusing on like where it should be engaging, where you should be feeling it, how fatigued you are, um, or how many more you can do and going through that whole process. Like it just helps bring you back into that moment. And also if you bring the breath into it as well, as you're exhaling, as you're exerting yourself, as you're lifting it up, um, is all pieces of that mindfulness practice of just, okay, where, where's my body at? What am I doing? Most people just don't put it into that category because that sounds woo woo or like weird or whatever, but yeah. like it's meditation for your body period.
0: I love what you did there because I, I flipped it the one way where it's saying, okay, yeah, stress management, you got to be able to identify. Fitness helps you with your stress, but you got to be able to identify. And then you flipped it back on me and said, Yeah, but when you're <laughs> when you're when you're doing your bicep curl, you actually envision your bicep and what it's doing and how it's 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 getting bigger and stronger and all of that stuff. And that makes for a better uh, relationship between, you know, the mindfulness and the and the fitness part of it. You're, you're, you're literally manifesting uh, what it is that you're working on rather than just, you know, looking around at the, at at the girls in the gym or or doing whatever you're actually uh, digging into that deeper level.
1: For sure. And, and I think more where you were going was just, you know, burning off endorphins and, and getting more of a, a a mental uh, bath or wash, if you will, from endorphins and, and just blood flow to the brain. There's a lot of, uh, metabolic byproducts that just sort of sit in our bloodstream and they have to get to the liver and the kidneys somehow and if you're not pumping enough blood to those systems you are those things are just sitting there and causing inflammation which is no good so I mean, just going for a walk is basically meditation for your body. Like I saying,
0: Ooh, there you go. Meditation for your body. I love, I love that. I, I, I did catch it the first time, but I, I, I considered it and pondered it there. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you think about buzzwords, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you used meditation is definitely a buzzword, which is good. That's a good thing. People are actually, it, it leads to mindfulness and, and mm-hmm. people are embracing that, um, on our side of the, of of the culture of this planet a lot more, um, certainly in the last five, 10 years than they have in the previous five or 10. Sure. Um, but then, you know, you talk about inflammation and, and inflammation is the other buzzword. I mean, you're hearing that all mm-hmm. over the place these days, yep. you know, Oh, it's don't have that painkiller. It leads to inflammation. Oh, this one here helps get rid of inflammation and all that. And you're saying, yeah, screw all that noise. Go for a walk.
1: Honestly. Yeah. it, it It's going to, I mean, your body's designed for clearing a lot of that stuff. Right. Yeah. And I mean, if somebody's taking a bunch of medication and they're on their their bed like they're not moving they're not really flushing a lot of that stuff out they are it's just taking a lot longer but if they're able to walk and maybe not the hospitalization example but like after sitting on this desk i'm gonna go take sam for a walk like even though it's bloody cold here um and like cold i mean like minus two or whatever um
0: <laughs> two, <laughs> which is cold two degrees below freezing and we turn into pumpkins
1: yeah totally <laughs> uh, especially in bc but anyways after sitting for a long period of time if you're able to walk you just sort of clear a lot of that stuff out it's a it's a time for me to spend time with my little guy but also think and ponder other stuff or or educate myself as well so it's just it's a multi-purpose thing
0: we're forty-five already, and I'm—I—I—I I, I knew it was going to go fast. Um, <laughs> before we kind of move to closing up here, um, you're with us for the long haul on this, right? We got you, and as the communities build up and whatnot, we can have you uh, as an active member within. He changed it as as the stuff grows, and maybe we even get you making some content for us. You're already on board for that, right? Signed, sealed, and delivered. My man. Um, that's that's fantastic. I, I, I appreciate that so much. I appreciate everything that you talked about. Just before we finish, I just want to – somebody out there who – they need a kickstart. They just need um, – they realize that they're not where they want to be, and where they want to be is – somewhere else with a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of things in their life. And they get overwhelmed with all that stuff on the fitness side of things. Let's just reiterate again, two and a half hours, half, not even a half hour a day. Yep. That's, wow.
1: that's the minimum. And you will see some change and then yep. it will bleed into other areas of your life.
0: That is uh, uh you know, we can do that. And, and it starts with a walk or it starts with, you know, it's, you don't have to get overwhelmed with this stuff. Um, you can, you can be in, um, I hate using the word control, but you can be the guide of this journey and it doesn't have to be all uphill. You can, you know, um, a half hour of movement a day. And it's not even that if you break it down that way, but if you do a half mm-hmm. hour movement a day, it can lead to a lot of results. I love hearing a coach say that, um, you've certainly given advice as to, uh, or, or evidence as to why, um, a coach for this kind of stuff is, um, is something that'll help fast track you, be a shortcut for you. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, is there is there any is there any kind of parting words that you want to give for this is part one of our conversation? We'll have more <laughs> coming down the line. Is there anything you want to kind of finish off with before we uh, take her home, Danny?
1: I, I think honestly, this goes back to what we what we started with. Of you know, you don't know. Like, there's never a perfect time to start, other than right now. Right. And it is a lesson that I'm continually learning. And it is something that I, I, I know and understand to be true. And yet I still need to practice. Um, and that's a great transition into the next bit is just practicing practice. And this is something that I need to dive in on. And this is probably like a whole part two. Um, but the quick summary of just like, if you missed it today, you didn't do your stuff, your, your movement or whatever you're focusing on, practice again tomorrow. Or in the next moment that you have a chance to practice it, right? That's and don't
0: it. beat yourself up over it.
1: You know what? This is something that I've I've struggled with. Accept it. Try again.
0: I feel you. And practice. <laughs> uh, practice is a really neat way of, of uh, putting that in a perspective that I think a lot of people can uh, can accept. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a great way of putting it. I really appreciate that. Um, The health and what? No, sorry. Say it again. I don't want to plug the other guy. I don't want to plug the black and white guy. I'm not (laughs) plugging that guy. Screw that guy. What's yours? The Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Um, Both of us, Danny Gordon and He Changed It are on the same network as Joe Rogan on the Spotify network, but also where other podcasts can be found all over the place. Please look us up. Please subscribe. Uh, Danny, thank you for taking time out of your day. You are, you know, we are in a pandemic, but you're also a new dad and uh, you could be having a nap right now. Um, But no, you took time out of your day to be here and to to, uh, share some of your knowledge with us. And I really look forward to what we're going to do in the future. Um thank you so much, man.
1: Oh, uh, I can't thank you enough for the the opportunity and it's been a slice. I love talking about this stuff and I can't wait
0: for more. Me too, man. But in the meantime, uh we got we got a raid to go. We got a Rancor raid to beat in the Star Wars game soon. <laughs> hey, we gotta all work together. Let's do it. um this is really cool it's been really this has been a great experience for me uh uh, talking with with somebody that i've known for a long time but not known for a long time and taking it completely out of context adding a dimension to the relationship that's a lot of fun he changed it has done that uh a a ton for me i'm really grateful for that i've uh, the um beginning a lot of people reaching out talking about the podcast how effective it is thank you for those encouraging words i appreciate that if you haven't downloaded he changed it yet it is in both uh the stores we are building communities and features and all sorts of stuff every week in this app it uh, we are here we're here to stay and uh here to change the world so for another episode of he cast the official podcast of of uh he changed it my name is mike chisholm hey go change something (laughs)